Hello, this is Roger Schaus, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our podcast family of Heaven Bound. Jumpstart number 2511, first written June 6, 2020. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 37 38. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were put to death with a sword. They went about in sheepskin, goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. Our passage today is a plateful of humble pride for most of us. Wrapping up this impressive chapter about the heroes of faith from the Old Testament, the Hebrew writer now summarizes and journalizes the time period. It was tough. They suffered. They went through incredible things. They did all that on the other side of the cross. They didn't fully know Jesus, the gospel, nor the wonderful fellowship of God's people. They believed. They put their faith before the well-being, even their safety. Truly, they endured. Our Lord endured the cross. The pain he went through is off the charts. It's hard to imagine not having just one hand nailed to the cross, but the other also, and then your feet. Torture is a word that we would use today. Our apostles endured hostility and hardships. They were poorly clothed, roughly treated, reviled, persecuted, and considered the scum of the earth. No one would want to be apostle back then. They were hunted down. They were arrested, put in prison, and eventually put to death. No one was buying them meals. No one was giving them new suits to wear. No one was making a big deal out of them. They were servants of God, and they had a job to do. The apostles endured. And all this leads to a book that I've been reading. It's an old book written in 1880. It's about an early pioneer preacher by the name of Elijah Goodwin. He preached in Indiana and Illinois. He started out as a new light, but quickly embraced a restoration concept. Notice a few sections that I read recently. During the year 1842, I traveled 2,925 miles and preached 450 sermons and baptized 108 persons, he says in his book. Then he writes, the next year, 1843, he traveled 3,987 miles, preached 371 sermons, traveling was all done on horseback. On another occasion, Goodwin writes, I preached five hours without leaving the stand. I spoke on the subject, the action, and the design of baptism. I preached two hours and 30 minutes and then gave the intermission of 15 minutes. Then I resumed the subject and preached two hours and 30 minutes more all before leaving the stand. The barn was a very large one, but it was full, and a great multitude stood in the street before a large open door the whole time, giving the most earnest attention to the discussion of this subject. Multiple times, Goodwin talks about crossing swollen streams and rivers, often the pouring rain or snowstorms. Traveling from Indiana to Illinois, he crossed the Wabash River often, The water often came up to the saddle, and in the dead of winter, and being in a hurry to make it to the next place to preach, he didn't change his wet clothes. He endured. Now, I've crossed that Wabash River several times, always in a car, always going over a bridge. There's no way I could make it on a horseback. Swimming the river, Elijah Goodwin endured. There are several lessons for us here. First, God forgive me when I whine. A long day for me is nothing compared to what these faithful brethren went through. We complain if it's too hot or too cold in a nice church building. We complain if the sermon is a bit longer than usual. And we preachers can complain about how hard we have it. Shame on all of us. Secondly, you'll notice that God didn't make things easier for these servants of his. They suffered. From the Old Testament forward, they suffered. The world is not our home. 
Too much comfort, praise, and ease can make us soft and lazy and lose our longing for heaven. Paul told the preacher Timothy to endure hardships. That's something we preachers need to remember. I think we want to leave town the moment any hardships come our way. There are hardships, and we will stand in the shadow of these great people of faith when we simply do the work that God has for us to do. Third, it's easy to think that each generation is more faithful than the next because of the hardships we endured. We tend to talk that way about life in general. Our kids get the idea that we walked uphill both to school and back home from school. They get the idea that it snowed in August. Were the Old Testament heroes more faithful than the apostles? No. Are we more... Are we to assume that Elijah Goodwin was more faithful than we are because he crossed rivers in the icy weather? No. The the suffering of times is not what makes one faithful. It's what's in our hearts. Sometimes the trials and hardships of life makes one rely more on God. The good that can come oftentimes will make us more faithful to God. Affluence, peace, and good times can make one take God for granted. We may not pray as much as our hearts should because we're not enduring as we ought to. Finally, each generation must do what they can for the Lord. We don't travel by horse. I'll be flying to other parts of this nation several times this year to preach. It's our way of traveling. But we carry with us the same saving message of Jesus Christ. That never changes. It never does. Like it is said of David in Acts 13, we are to serve the purpose of God in our generation. For us, it's using every tool that we can. It's using social media and podcasts and emails and live streaming. It's writing blogs. It's creating good class material. It's mailing resources worldwide. It's our using the phone and sending texts to help people get closer to the Lord. We must pour all that we have into this grand work of the Lord. Do the work is what Paul told the preacher Timothy to do. If the Lord allows this place to continue on, will some... Someone 175 years from now read what we were doing and marvel? That I don't know. Our concern is doing what we can for now. Having a heart that's willing to endure and understanding that no sacrifice is too great for the Lord. When we put our comfort and well-being before the kingdom, we will always turn out worse. Faith of our fathers. They inspire us. They motivate us. They challenge us. And they encourage us. God bless all of them. And in time, we become those very examples of those who will follow us. Leave great footprints for everyone to see. Thank you for listening.